0: We find out that God's grace or His favor is the great fix. There's nothing His grace can't take care of. The Bible tells us over in Romans 5:20, "But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more." And how do you know His grace is continuing to abound in us and through us? So we've learned that that grace deals with sin. Aren't you glad He deals with the consequences and the and the control, Amen, and the consciousness of it? I'm so glad that uh, we're free. So you can put your head down tonight knowing things are right between you and the Lord. Right. What a tremendous gift that is. We also know that uh, grace deals with disease. I mean, you know, God's grace is enough. And grace deals with various kinds of bondages. If the sun sets you free, free then you are free. We know that, that grace deals with destruction. I found out as a, as a pastor and as an individual believer, our God is a master at taking somebody from devastation to restoration. Nobody else can do that for you. There is no religious system or philosophy out there. There's no professional that can do this for you. I don't care how much counseling you have or how many times you've been under the knife, nobody can bring you back to restoration like your God can. So don't give up hope because you made some bad decisions, taken some wrong turns and found yourself in a ditch. Your God is well able to restore you. Look at somebody and smile and say, brighten up. He's a master at taking us. From devastation, devastation to restoration. Devastation. Now, don't test it just to test it. I'll <laughs> well, just to go throw myself in another ditch. No. Enjoy your freedom and have an amen. And we know that grace also deals with aging. He's able to restore us, to renew us. Amen. He puts good things in our mouths so our youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. With long life, He'll satisfy you and then show you your salvation, glory to God. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow you all the days of your life. And guess what? And then you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? So we're not teaching you in this church to age gracefully. We're teaching you to age with grace. Grace will cause you to live long and live strong and accomplish your assignment you know, in this world. So anything the world tells you, any kind of concept the world tries to give you, anytime the world tries to define a biblical principle, they're going to get it wrong, and they've got it wrong when it comes to, to grace as well. So what I want to encourage you to do tonight is understand that uh, there are principles for activating that grace in your life, and uh, walking in that grace is something you have to be diligent about. Uh, The first thing you're going to have to just erase from your mind is that God only wants to favor certain Christians. That's right. There are a lot of people that believe that, and it is not that God is holding out on them. Their belief is blocking them from what God has for them. So if that's you, you think, well, God has favorites, you know, He doesn't really like me. He doesn't have much for me. That's not God talking. That's experience, life, that's religion talking. Amen. Well, how did you activate that uh, great fix in your life? Well, first of all, you're you fed on what? On the scriptures. Faith comes what? By hearing. And hearing by what? Oh by the word. You chose to believe that grace is for you. Say, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. You confess the grace of God. You position yourself for grace. You know that God gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. Can you raise your hand today if you know you need God? <laughs> Do you need him more than you needed him yesterday? Are you going to need him next year more than you need him today? Yes. Yes. And God defines pride and humility different from the world. Humility is submitting yourself under the word of God. So if God calls you a favor and you say, well, God's not favoring me. You just told me that you're walking in pride because you're contradicting the word of God. It may sound okay. It may sound natural in, in terms of what man's wisdom is. But if it contradicts the word of God, it's always pride. No matter how it sounds to a human being. Say it with me, it is prideful to contradict the Word of God in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions. And then we've learned that we actually need to extend that grace to other people. You mean i got to be gracious to others? Has it come to that? (laughs) Do I need to be merciful to others as God has been merciful to me? Yes, if you want to actually see the fullness of God's favor and His mercy on your life, you're going to have to give that to other people. They're going to do stupid things. They're going to say stupid things. You're going to love on them and they're going to stab you in the back. And what are you going to do? You're going to continue to extend the mercy of God because the favor on your life is more important than the grudge you may be tempted to hold. And have a better amen. You'd be amazed how many Christians are disqualified not because of God, but because of their own refusal to forgive and walk in mercy towards others, and the devil will just convince you, hey, you're perfectly justified to do this, look what they did, and the devil will cheer you on in that lack of mercy, but all it will do is compromise the favor of God that he has for you. I don't know about you, but i want to find out all that God has for me. You're not here by accident. There's not a person in this room that's here by accident. There's not a person watching online, you're there by accident. God has placed you here for a purpose, And that will be compromised if you are not filled with grace and mercy towards other people. Just accept the fact that people are going to blow it. Just like you're going to blow it. Uh But see, we judge people by what they did and we judge ourselves by our intentions. Mm. That clearly defines us as people lacking in, in grace. How about we just treat everybody the same way and say, you know what? They blew it, but there's grace for them because there is grace for me. And you withhold it from others. What you've done, you know, not realize that you've actually withheld it from yourself as well. Amen. So tonight I want to talk to you about the reality that grace literally means the favor of God. Aren't you glad we're not under His judgment? i take a little bit better amen than that. Uh, just a glimpse of His judgment, you'll say a better amen. I'm mean, glad you're under His favor tonight. Amen. The judgment fell upon His Son for you and for me. Amen. That's why it's a big deal for somebody to be presented the gospel and reject their only out of hell, then blame God for it. Amen. In Luke chapter 2, the promise is that there will be peace on earth on whom His favor rests goodwill toward men. We see that at the Christmas season. We understand that. But I want you to understand what the implication is. God is now causing His favor to rest on the people who receive it. What's resting on you tonight? Not condemnation, not judgment, but His favor is resting on you. Look at somebody and tell them there's something on you. There's something on you. Amen? Amen. Kelly came home one night from going to Walmart, my favorite place. And uh, she found out by looking in the mirror that there was something on her. In addition to the favor of God, some bird planted a big old wad on her hair. And the really crazy thing is she walked through Walmart like that and nobody bothered to tell her. Look at somebody saying when a bird poops on, somebody tell them. Just Christian kindness there. <laughs> Probably not the easiest conversation in the world, you know. I mean, you know what it's like when somebody's got a booger in their nose, and you "You got a booger. It's kind of hard to say, but it's nice if you do, isn't it, church? Amen. But there's something on you that is supernatural, and it's called the favor of God. Because of what Jesus did, because of His coming, because He was faithful to His mission, because He did not shrink back under temptation to walk away, because He went to the cross, you and I have something on us tonight, and it's literally the favor of God. Turn to somebody and tell them there's something on you. It's the favor of God, and it rests on you. Psalm 90, verse 17, it's a cry from the psalmist, may your favor rest upon us, and it does. See, just like everything else in the Word of God, we've got to have our minds renewed to these realities. His his disfavor does not rest on you. His favor rests on you. Does that matter? Yeah, how many know when somebody's trying to please a parent and all they get is is signals that they're disfavored? Does that warp that child's sense of self-esteem? Yes, it can. I want you to know tonight God has nothing but favor for you. Amen. amen. When you accepted Christ, everything changed. And now it's favor. What? It rests. It remains. It's on you. Hallelujah. In Luke 128, Mary was told that she was highly favored. And so we look at that and we go, well, you know, um, only Mary can be Mary. Only Mary can be highly favored. No, anybody that does what God tells them to do can be highly favored. What was Mary's response when she was told supernaturally about God's plan? She said, let it be unto me as thou hast said or decreed. Look at somebody and tell them, let it be unto me as God has said. Well, as God says that the virgin shall conceive and she says, let it be unto me as God has said, and then God says you're favored, you should have the same attitude. Let it be unto me as God has said. I don't want to upset anybody's religious apple tonight, but understand this, that Mary was a virgin while she was with Joseph and up until the time of Jesus' birth. But Jesus, uh, Mary was not a virgin after the birth. In fact, she had several kids after Jesus was born. Anybody know what some of their names are? And some sisters as well. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you tonight? Scripture tells us that there was a family there. Now, religious teaching is that uh, those were not her kids. Those were Joseph's kids. Well, if they were Joseph's kids, it means that Joseph would be a covenant breaker. If Joseph wouldn't break covenant before, when the natural mind would think that Mary stepped out on me before he got married... That's what the natural mind would say. Being guided by God to know that Mary, in fact, uh, was supernaturally implanted with the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Yes. Yes. In other words, it does not diminish the favor on Mary for her to have kids after Jesus is born. No. Has nothing, to, it's what she did before that was the key. It's the virginity before, because if she was not a virgin before, then there was no way for that narrative to play out in terms of the fulfillment of Scripture. But how I many thank you think God prophecy is fulfilled? Yes. Now, that may upset some of your religion, but it shouldn't. It should show you that God uses human beings to accomplish His will. Yes. Mary is not divine, no, she's not. blessed, favored, but not a God. And you pray to the Father in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ. Does Mary have a special place in God's economy? Yes. Yes. Did God do something supernatural in her life? Did God favor her? Yes. But if you're not careful, you look at Mary and say, she's favored, I could never be that favored. Listen to me carefully. If you will receive the dream that God has for you and plant it in your heart, you can be just as favored in terms of God using you in these end times. Be careful looking at somebody and comparing yourself to them and say, well, I could never be favored like that. That's a trap of the devil to compare yourself. Amen. Say, God has plans for me. Any person who truly has the Lord with them is highly favored. Say, I have the Lord. I'm highly favored. First of all, not everybody in here will ever qualify to be, in fact, in Mary's position because you're not female. I mean, you can call yourself elderly what you want to. <laughs> Did you imagine the transgender issues in the day of Jesus? Uh, Mary, what are your pronouns? Wherever, I'll help you out here. Wherever you see confusion, you see the hand of the devil. I don't care what subject it is. If you see confusion, God is not the author of confusion. Wherever you see confusion, you see the hand of the devil. To avoid confusion, all you need to do is stick to the Word of God. Right. You don't have to be ugly about it, but you have to be firm and resolute in sticking to the Word of God. Because if not, you're not yielding to political activists. You're not yielding to politicians. You're not yielding to somebody's lobby. If you yield, you're yielding to the devil. Amen. Make no mistake about it. That's right. So, gentlemen, you're you're not qualified. <laughs> Are we all clear on that? Yes. Just humor me and let's have a great big amen. amen. We're not qualified. <laughs> we simply don't have the parts. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, ladies, none of you were qualified as well. That's right. That's right. He chose her. That's right. That's right. But he also chose you. I'm already in trouble with some of my Catholic brethren, so let me go a little bit further into this. <laughs> what God desires to put on the inside of you is also important. That's exactly right. Same anointing. Mm-hmm. Say, so I'm anointed of God, anointed in, God. This in this day to, to carry the gospel, the gospel. To, the to the world. But you know what Mary was not? Mary was not part at that particular time, what you now enjoy, born again and spirit-filled. I do believe she was there in the upper room. I do believe she was devoted all the days of her life. I do believe that God used her in a powerful way. I say, why bring this up? Uh, you know, you know, Paul had recently sent me an email, and I get this question a lot because Right now, it's like every kind of, you know, demonically inspired theology is all being thrown into a bag and it's just designed to confuse people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mary should be more esteemed than she is the evangelical world. Mm-hmm. But she's esteemed too much in the Catholic tradition. She is not a God. No, not. No, not. There's only one God. Amen. And it's, it is a form of idolatry to put anybody between you and the lord yes. period Amen. that make sense yes. you say well they they have that tradition what do we have we have slipped into some of the same kinds of idolatry by you depending on men and women to be your mediators between you and god right. how can you tell if um you're being led by healthy spiritual leadership it's very very simple if they're teaching you to depend personally on God yourself, helping you grow spiritual formation into what God has called you to be, leadership that tries to make you dependent upon them is not healthy leadership. In fact, it's insecure leadership. John Maxwell tells a funny story. He visited a church and doing some church growth training and leadership training for the people in that church. And he noticed when he got up there behind the pulpit, there was a circle behind the pulpit. And Maxwell goes, what on earth is that? He goes, that's my circle. He goes, Your circle. He goes, nobody gets in that circle but me. Listen, if you have to draw a circle to assert your authority as a leader, you're not a leader. Besides that, it's not your circle. It's not your platform. It's not your pulpit. It is a trust. You are what? A trustee, a steward. Church doesn't belong to man. Are you here today? So the job is to not make you dependent on man. To make you dependent on God. Teach you how to hear God for yourself. Teach you how to seek God for yourself. Teach you how to believe God for yourself. Teach you how to, you how to renew your mind for yourself. This is the training session. The hard work is when you walk out of here. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'll take a better amen than that. So we have our idols that aren't necessarily dead, but many are living. God needs to deliver the people of God from that. You've probably been in a service or two. where I've spoken very boldly and prophesied, and I'll say it again. The coming revival is not a move from the platform. Mm -mm. It's a move of God within the people of God. Our job is to train and equip and help you gather that harvest, but it's not going to be about a performance on a platform. It's going to be what's done in the marketplace, in the family rooms, Mm -hmm. amen, in the business centers. That's where this is going to be. Why? Because you're just as favored as anybody who has ever been in the fivefold ministry. I am favored of the Lord. Did you know that you had a spiritual inheritance that you've already been able to tap into? Do you know you got a great inheritance coming? Yes. Amen. It'd be fun to to find out what your address is. Amen. Amen? 777 Golden Street Avenue. Hallelujah. That's where you can find me and my mansion. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. It would be fun trying to look up everybody you know that's born again that's there. (laughs) You'll be surprised that some people are there. And you might be surprised that some people aren't there. Amen? Lord, just give me a little shack by the river. Sorry, wrong place. If you're into shacks, get into it now. Because you won't find one on the other side. God is not going to put a shack beyond the gates of heaven on a golden street because you have a poverty mentality. There are a lot of things you're going to be delivered of on your way up and poverty mentality is going to be one of them. In the fact, you're going to be just astounded by what God actually has. And just because the multiplication of voices try to talk you into a poverty mentality, ignore those voices and stick to what the Word of God says. He has an abundant life for you now and an abundant life then. But there are two things of your inheritance that are already yours if you'll walk in those, if you'll activate those. And one is the blessing. Save the blessing of God. The Bible literally is a story of the blessing. The blessing received by God, Genesis 1, the blessing lost by sin, Genesis 3, and the blessing restored in Jesus Christ. He went to the cross to redeem you from the curse. Amen. And now you're redeemed from the curse, and the curse has been redeemed, and the blessing has been restored. Do you know that some Christians can hear this a thousand times and still see themselves less than everybody else? Still see themselves as cursed. Say it, I'm not cursed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. One part of your inheritance that you already have access to is the blessing. Yes. And write this down if you still don't have it in your heart. The blessing is the powerment, the empowerment of God to increase you, to cause you to succeed, to bear much fruit, to have longevity, to excel, to go to the highest places. In other words, it is power to succeed in this life. Yes. That everything you put your hand to can what? Draw, can prosper. Her. Not just Moses, not just Joshua. You have something they didn't have. You have the new birth. You have the baptism in the Holy Ghost. You have the full canon of scripture. You have the ability to pray in the Holy Ghost. They didn't have these things. And yet they succeeded with the blessing of God. How much more so you and me? Look at somebody and smile and say, you're supposed to be blessed. Turn to somebody else and tell them, you're supposed to be blessed. Let's knock off the apology for the blessing. Amen. It's the story of the word of God. Blessing given, blessing lost, blessing restored. Why did Jesus go to the cross? For sin, pastor, that's why he went. He went to deal with the sins so that the blessing could be restored in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles by Faith, if you believe you're cursed, you are. If you believe the blessings on you, it is. Amen. I see your hand if you truly believe the blessing of God is on you. It is an invisible yes. garment. It is the root from which all the good fruit God wants to give you in your life comes from. Amen. It's supernatural yes. and it's on you right now. Yes. And some folks don't do a thing with it because their minds are still thinking they're less than everybody else. Yeah, you know, when you see somebody in the body of Christ shoot up in terms of blessing and fruit and increase and in what God is doing, what you're seeing is somebody who finally believed they were blessed. They're not better than you. They just believe it. Amen. <laughs> well, I say they're not, better than me. they're not better than me. And you sit back and go, well, Shazam, God must really, really love them. You know what? He loves you, too. But somewhere along the line, they started to believe. Amen. They don't think more highly of themselves than they ought to, but they don't think lowly of themselves as the devil wants them to think. They're they're blessed of God. Turn to somebody and tell them, there's something on you. And it's the blessing. Come on, smile and say, there's something on you. It's the blessing. I'll tell you, if it were up to me, I just preach on the blessing every week in church until you got it. Blessing, 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 blessing. And let the poor mouth and the critics say what they want to. It doesn't change the reality. The reason he came was to restore the blessing to you. Sin is what took it. Jesus is what brought it back. Yeah. We ought to be celebrating the blessing. Uh, you know, I confess that a few times. Nothing ever changes. Yeah, you hung in there. We've been working on sin all of our lives. But if you hang in there and persevere, you'll see the manifestation of that inheritance. Yes. Yes. We can preach about it, write about it, blog about it, amen. Do tapes and videos and messages and series, but you've got to believe that the blessing is on you. And I'm telling you, it's an attitude changer. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. He went to the cross for me. Deal with my sin to restore the blessing on me. Yeah, Mary is blessed and highly favored of the Lord, but guess who else is? Me. All right? The blessing is part of your inheritance. Number two, the favor of God is also part of your inheritance. When you have an inheritance, it doesn't mean you get it when you die. Your inheritance is given to you when somebody else dies. The problem is they couldn't keep him dead. <laughs> He was dead and is what? Alive. Is alive. And so the blessing part of your inheritance is there, which is the ability to succeed. Say the ability to succeed. The grace or the unmerited favor is the opportunity for the blessing of God to work within. The favor of God represents the open doors. It represents the opportunities in your life. Say God has opportunities God has and open doors, open doors for me. And you know, he doesn't really need your help. No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You have to start believing that you're going to walk through every door God has for you and no devil's going to stop it. Amen. And you're not going to quit believing until you walk through every door he has for you and take advantage of every opportunity he has for you in this life. That's the way you access it. You have to say, you know what? I believe that this part of my inheritance is for me. Say it. I am blessed and highly favored of God. God. Say it. I have His power power. and I have opportunity. opportunity. The blessing gives us the ability to succeed and the favor gives us the opportunity. (laughs) Every single person in here. Well, I'm too old for the blessing and the favor to work. See, that's that religion coming out of you again. Amen. Sometimes you just need to really have a, a brainwashing the right way. of what God actually tells us we are and what we can do. Amen. No, uh, you're not too old. No, yeah, That's right. Amen. You know, I talked about this... Uh, Toby Keith song. Somebody asked him what would his favorite you know, line of that song was. And his favorite line in that song and the concept that he was trying to get across was, what on earth would you attempt to do if you didn't even know what your birth date was? Huh. Okay. I can't tell you that I'm 80 because I don't know when I was born. And the lot of truth is because you're an eternal creature. Yes. That's it. Your lifespan on this earth... Amen. from birth to either rapture or death and resurrection is just a very small amount compared to the big picture of eternity. Yes. But you and I got on our head because we know our birth date, somehow that disqualifies us for seeing the fullness of the favor and the blessing of God. Turn his the mind and smile and say, your birth date, your birth does, does, date not you. does not disqualify you. Listen carefully. In fact, your birth date qualifies you. If you don't have an earth suit, then you can't manifest the blessing and the favor of God on this earth in this season. So instead of looking at your birth date as a negative, look at it as a positive. Amen. 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 Glory to God. (laughs) My dad's uh, uncle, Johnny Jocko, he was with uh, Patton's armor unit throughout World War II. From Africa all the way in to the occupied territories. Amen. Rescued in the 101st, although the 101st says they didn't need rescued. Of course, we know that's true. Got to give it up over here for Fort Campbell, glory to God. They don't need patents out. But by the time he was, you know, 21, 22, 23 years old, he saw war all the way from, you know, from uh, South Africa and Italy. He saw it in, in, in Holland. He saw it in France. He saw it in Germany. He saw it in Belgium. I mean, he saw a lot. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Hello? I mean, that's a, that's a lot of mess to go through with. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, we found out, you know, Tim's been doing a little digging around and helping me out with this, but I've always wanted to know where, where my, my people came from. Now, it should not be a surprise that the Heinz has come from Germany. But where? You know? several German states and, and I found out that actually we're from a, a, a town on the Elbe River called Meissen where these old beautiful castles are at. I always knew I was from the land of castles. Now I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the land of castles. <laughs> I'm King Arthur, yes amen. It's true, it's official. And it's a, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous city. And that's my, my grandmother my great grandmother over there, and then on the other side, uh, he was uh, he was an Alban. This guy, Albin Heinz, is from the western part of Saxony. That's the good news. The bad news was it was occupied by the Nazis, and then it was occupied by the communists until Germany, you know, was re- Germany was unified, you know, reunified. So that's where we come from. Amen. So don't mind if I walk in a more stately manner from now on. Glory to God, because my family comes from Saxony. Glory to God from the land of castles. Bless God. And Nazis and commies. But we'll forget about that part. <laughs> I'm going to go pre-World War II, bless the Lord. And uh, Jocko, or Johnny, comes from the urban side, and they were from, you know, as you know, Czechoslovakia was re- not, was united, and then, of course, separated back out into its historical name, Slovakia. They're from the Slovakia, you know, part of that. And it's interesting. But here you have this man who went through all that war saw all these horrors. And he lived to be 93 years old. Wow. He is the oldest member on either side of the family in terms of age. How I many you know there had to be been something on him to protect right. him? Yes. Yes. Amen. And there's something on you as well. That's right. Turn to somebody and tell him, your birth date doesn't disqualify you. It qualifies you. And you know what? We could use a little wisdom in the body of Christ these days. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Can we use wisdom? Do we need some generals to hang around? Yes, yes. yes amen. Praise the Lord. So, so I have the blessing and I have the favor on my life. Regardless of Finding out, you know, about Saxony and about Meissen and the land of castles and where my you know ancestors came from. Uh, you and I have been made royal by the blood of Jesus. That's it. amen. Absolutely. His blood flows. Look at somebody and say, You're blessed. Your favor. Your royalty. Yes. But you remember the story as I do where God supernaturally through David brings Mephibosheth back into the kingdom, back into the palace. And how does he talk and think? What do you want with an old dog like me? There he is right at the king's table. And I hope that you're here tonight and that's not you. Sitting at the king's table still feeling like an old dog. You can get, I've seen this a thousand times. I can pull somebody out of Egypt. I can pull them out of Lodabar. But it's pulling Egypt and Lodabar out of them. That controls just how blessed they can be in this life. In terms of what God can do. Turn to somebody and say, it's time to leave Egypt behind. Time to get Lodabar out and walk in the blessing and walk in the favor of God. Say it one more time with a big smile. I'm supposed to be blessed. I'm supposed to be blessed. We don't care what religion says. Amen. Hallelujah. So guess what? We're not in a time where God's mad at us. Does everybody understand that? Say, my God, my God. Is, not is not mad at me. Not mad at me. All right. All right. But what about when no. I sin? He's still not mad at you. You know what bothers Him is what that sin will do. Yes, amen. In Genesis 12, 1 and 2 from the Amplified, and I'll make you a nation and I'll bless you with an abundant increase of favors. If you did it for Him, He can do it for you. Say it, I have an abundant increase of favors. You should be believing the favor of God is ever increasing in your life. Where sin abounded, grace, what? Abounded all the more. Favor abounded all the more. Amen? Sin and that world can't keep up with the pace of God's favor if you allow it in your life to move that way. Say it, I'm favored of God. I'm favored. Galatians three twenty nine. If you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. You're entitled to the same blessing and favor. Amen. Say it abundant, abundant. Increase, increase in favors. Say it one more time. Abundant, abundant. increase, increase. In, favors. in favors. Increasing in the favor of God. Yes. Well, I don't know how He's going to do it. You know how's going? It's not your business to know how He's going to do it. Your job is to believe. That's right. That's right. And then when he opens up a door, what do you do? Walk through it. You walk through it. If he doesn't open up a door, what do you do? You wait on him. Yeah. You trust him. You bask in the favor that's in your life. Now, I'll say this to you prophetically tonight. There are a lot of us in here, we're not enjoying the favor right now because our eyes are on the next door. Enjoy the favor where you are now. Yeah. You are favored right now. Yes. There's favor on your life Now, not just later. And the Lord showed this to me so many years ago, and I'll repeat it to you, that sometimes we have it in our mind, in our heart, in our thinking, how favor should play out. If I'm favored, then this should happen, and this should happen, and this is who should do it, and this is where it should come from, and this is when it should come, and I have it all laid out. Okay, you still got a God complex, don't you? Still trying to tell God how the favor should play out in your life. Well, you're not God. And so here's the deal. Favor will always come. Always. Say that. Favor will always come to me. It just doesn't always come when you think it should. When it maybe should. And it doesn't always come where you think it should come from. So get your eyes off of the when it should come and through whom it should come and get your eyes on God and know that the favor will come. Yes. Say it, the favor of God is on my life. It may not come when I think it should, where I think it should come from, but it will come. You can't stop it. The only thing that'll stop it is doubt, fear, and unbelief. Amen. And don't be looking at somebody else's favor track. Amen. If you think you're doing better, then you rise up in pride and you didn't do it in the first place. If you think they're doing better than you, then somehow you'll get envious and jealous and get hurt because you think somehow it's not working for you. It is working for you. What's that old song say? Count your blessings. And then one by one. The blessing is not a blessing. The blessing is the root from which all the fruit comes from. The blessings, those are the fruits of that root of the blessing. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. We are the most forgetful people. If you started right now counting your blessings, you'd be up till midnight of what He's already done, what you're already walking in. And you're going, when's the favor coming? When's the favor going to get here? When's the favor going to come? You're already favored. Amen. What does it say to God's heart when all you are is looking for favor that hasn't come yet, and you're dismissing the favor that's already here? It's It's getting almost as quiet as it was Sunday morning. It was quiet Sunday morning. (laughs) See, I'm already favored. I'm already. Celebrate the favor that you are already enjoy. Amen. Amen. But that said, you can't stop the favor from coming. Shout out, favor always comes. Favor always comes. Second Corinthians 6, 2. What day are we in? We're in the day of God's favor. For He says, In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Anybody here glad they're saved? Yes. When is the day of favor? Today. Right now. You're born again. You're spirit-filled. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. When the rapture comes, when the trumpet sounds, guess what? You're going. If you die in Christ, amen, then you rise up first. Glory to God. You have peace in your heart. Amen. You have people that will stand with you and pray with you and intercede with you. Amen. You're in a church where you're told what you can be in Christ instead of what you can't be in Christ. You're not taught that you're a weak worm of the dust or a slug on the side of the sidewalk. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're the head and not the tail above, only and not beneath. Amen. We should be rejoicing in that church. Psalm 30, verse 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Or well, how long is your lifetime? That same scripture talks about where you go from weeping to rejoicing. Well, you, you weep for a season and you move into a place of rejoicing. Which lasts longer? The weeping or the rejoicing? Which lasts longer? The anger or the favor? It's a li- How long is your lifetime? Long time. Lots of favor, hallelujah. Psalm 102, verse 13. You will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show favor to her. Today it's time. What time is it? It's favor time. What time is it? It's Miller time. No, it's favor time. <laughs> what time is it? Favor time. It's favor time. Do you know that the only time that I almost ever got sued as a pastor was by Miller Brewing Company? True story. Yeah. We had done a series called uh, Church Light. A parody on their name and a parody on their trademark. And of course, if you don't know this, uh, parody is protected speech. But uh, these invitations went out to our church in Trigg County and into uh, you know, the Paris Church that we planted. And here, and somebody in Hopkins got a hold of one and contacted Milwaukee. <laughs> so I get this letter from the lady who used to be the chief counsel for the Disney company on licensing. <laughs> on a piece of letterhead that had no less than 100 attorneys listed on it. And the letter basically, basically read, I'm embarrassed to have to do this. Would you please take the, anything off your website and no longer distribute these materials, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've been asked to handle this. And I'm like, you know what? We already handed everything out. <laughs> it's already been mailed. All the cards are already out. I'd be glad to stop handing out cards. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like practically begging to get a positive response to get this off of her desk. Amen. I don't know about you, but uh, Miller has a bigger war chest than we do. Amen. So I'm no fan of Miller. No. <laughs> it's not Miller time. No, it's not. It's what? Favor. It's favor time. We found out it was a Miller distributor in Hopkinsville that did that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Amen. May he get a harvest. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Amen. It's not Miller time. No. It's what? Favor. It's favor time. Say, it's favor time. And God's clock for you as His child, it is favor time. Psalm 5, verse 12, Surely you bless the righteous. You believe that? Yes. Who? Righteous. The righteous. Does it matter that you're born again? Yes. yes. You bless the righteous. You surround them with your Favor. As a what? Shield. As a shield. There's something surrounding you. There's something on you called the blessing, and there's something around you called a favor. Amen. I think you're good to go. Amen. When you walk out the door tomorrow, you are well dressed. Say, it. I got the blessing got and the favor shield favor. surrounding me. Yeah, surround. Well, how do you activate? You know how you activate by believing God, by trusting Him in that situation, whatever's going on, that uh, God is well able to turn that thing around in your life. Amen. Keep your eyes on what God says about you. There is an invisible garment, amen, an empowerment on you called the blessing and the favor of God rests on you if you are righteous. Now raise your hand if you're born again. You know you're born again. You know you're going to heaven. You are, according to Scripture, the righteousness of God in Christ. Therefore, you are righteous, not because you're perfect, but because of what Jesus did. Amen. Faith in His name makes you righteous. The righteous are surrounded by with the favor of God as a shield, those two parts of your inheritance are available right now. Amen. Say it. I have the blessing. I have the favor of God. Say it. I have the blessing and I have the favor of God. Shout it out. I have the blessing and I have the favor of God. Look at somebody and smile and say, "There's something on you? It's the blessing. Tell somebody else, there's something around you. It's the favor of God. I wonder what would happen to you tomorrow if you walked around with a blessing and favor consciousness. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Did you know that faith attracts things into your life? And so does fear. Job said, what I feared has come upon me. You can fear things into your life and you can faith things into your life. Why don't you go ahead and release the full potential of that blessing in the favor of God in your life? We'll study more about this in the coming weeks. Um, I believe that God just wants you built up and walking around expecting God's favor in your life. Yes. You know what this world needs? They need to see post children of the favor of God. Yes. They're seeing all kinds of garbage yes. out there. Why not see God's best on His people? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Solomon um, made some right decisions, but Solomon wasn't perfect. How I many you know the favor of God was on him? How many know David wasn't perfect? But how many know the favor of God was on David's life? Yes. Yeah. How many know Moses wasn't perfect? Yeah. But the favor of God was on him. Joshua, not perfect. But what? The favor of God is upon him. Leo, not perfect. Yes. <coughs> but the favor of God is on you. That's right. Say it one more time. The blessing, the blessing is on me, is on and, me. The favor and the favor is around me. Is around how could you possibly be discouraged? <laughs> Amen. Boldly say it again. The blessing is on me and the favor is around me. How could we be anything but encouraged? Your best days are ahead of you. Your birthday doesn't matter. The favor of God does not diminish with age. This is the word for somebody tonight. In reality, according to Scripture, the grace is abounding so the blessing and favor increase with faithful age. That was a good place for somebody just to jump on top of that with both feet and say, I take that in Jesus' name. The blessing and the favor of God increases with righteous age. The blessing and the favor of God increase with righteous age. The blessing and the favor of God increase with righteous age. So next time you have a birthday, I say, oh Jesus, here it comes. <laughs> There's more coming. I said, oh no, I hit a certain age. I'm decrepit. I'm going down. It's like the rest of my family did. No, you're not. You're increasing. Say it one more time. The favor and the blessing of God increases with righteous age. You know, a lot of people age outside the blessing and the favor of God. They're everywhere. How about we have some people in Murray that age with the blessing and the favor of God increasing yeah. in their lives? Anybody volunteer for that? Amen? Yeah. That's there. That's the word of God. Amen. I, I love what uh, Brother Copeland used to do. He'd preach on faith, preach on the blessing, whatever it is. And he would close the Bible and he'd say, If you believe it, it'll work for you. If you don't, it won't. Bye. Shout it out. If you believe it, it'll work for you. If you don't, it won't. Bye. That is so true. It doesn't matter what I've said tonight. If you don't believe the word, it doesn't work for you. But I'm telling you, there's something on you and around you. And it increases with righteous age. So how many of you are older tonight than younger? How many you are on the backside of life in terms of natural life, but 60, 70, 80? You need to show these younglings how it's done, amen? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. One more time. Say it with me. The favor amen. and, amen. Blessing, of and the blessing of God increases, increases. with righteous age. With righteous age. Amen. Amen. I believe I'll I'll take that myself in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you got that, I don't think you'll ever have another birthday the same. You won't go, dear God, there's a lot of candles on that cake. You'll say, look at all those candles. Amen. I just increased in favor and the blessing. Glory to God. Give him a big hand clap if you can receive this.